Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. This is Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. This particular hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Thanks to them for supporting us this hour. And if you'd like to join in, feel free to use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914. Well, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. You could send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. On Facebook Live, for those of you who want to watch this magical mystery unfold, and for those of you watching Facebook Live, you already know that Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham is in the studio with us this hour. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. I always appreciate you being here. Uh, we talk with the Assistant Chief once a month to uh, get the skinny on uh, some whatever's going on in the the world of policing in the city of Lacrosse and get his thoughts on on that. Maybe what has happened, what should happen. Uh, I, I want to uh, I want to start by um, congratulating you for uh, secretly. Moving forward, legislation to paint curb. I'm kidding. Of course, I, I, I'm just joking. Uh, I I have to admit ignorance because I don't remember this happening. But there there was, a, we we weren't going to paint the curbs in in um, for for parking places in Lacrosse or for no parking spots in Lacrosse. Now we're painting the curbs again. That's clearly something that I missed. Um, tell and there's there's curbs that have been painted. So tell me uh, what was the and this happened all the way back in last fall that yep. this was passed. Yeah, so, this was back in October. Okay. So what 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 was the uh, what was the goal of that? Uh, this is going on right now. But what was the goal of that? That so, I, I don't so remember. The, the three top secret publicly held meetings <laughs> that you missed. They were publicly noticed with more than twenty four hours notice. Yeah. Right. Um, well, the ordinance for a long time has stated that you know the city a long long time ago, probably fifteen plus years ago, used to paint curbs. You could still yeah, see sure, yeah. some of the paint um, around town, but it had. Uh, they passed an ordinance to where they stopped doing that. Yeah. Um, and in the downtown area, um, as a result of meeting with parking, the parking groups downtown, mm-hmm. looking at some of the repeat violations where people were obviously confused by the signage, um, and in talking with some council members, we brought back a proposal um, that to paint curbs only in the downtown district. Okay. It's a high-density uh, parking area down here. We felt that... Putting paint down in certain areas would certainly be beneficial to the parking public so they can understand exactly what the signs mean, where they shouldn't park. Hopefully it will reduce um, violations, but also if someone is in violation, they clearly know it at this point. Uh, the, the, right now, though, we're, we're slowly implementing that, so the whole, entire downtown area hasn't been hit. Some of the streets, are you are starting to see some new paint done. Okay. And then one of the questions that I got from somebody was, are these going to be, are you going to be painting um, curbs in, in the residential areas? Clearly not the case, just going to be in the yeah. downtown. Okay. The ordinance uh, specifically states um, that um, it's only allowed in the downtown district. Okay. Is it going to be just the yellow paint? Are we going to have like red paint for uh, fire zones or whatever? No. Or, no? Yellow is, is you know, indicative of do not park here. Okay. All right. Uh, and then we also will touch up the blue handicap spaces so oh, right. people yeah. don't uh, uh, park in those. Why did they stop painting in the first place? Well, it was, it was a combination of things. Um, I think it was maybe a staffing issue, a time issue. Um as well as some other issues, which I'm not sure of because the legislation was so old. Yeah. Um, but in, in discussing it, both at the Board of Public Works, parking utility meetings, um, at the JNA committees, you know, it was pretty unanimous that it would be a good idea mm. um, to just notify the parking public. Is there a significant cost to this? And- 
Well, we are we're using existing um, manpower, so we're not okay. uh, contracting out. Um, the streets department already has the painting equipment, mm-hmm. so other than purchasing paint, um, not a significant cost. Okay. Uh, Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham, I, I asked we ask him parking questions because he's also the uh, the parking guy. He's head of the I don't know what what is that even? It's like a five percent. Yeah. What, but what is that even? What's the position called? Is it a position or what is it? No. It, um, parking guy. So head parking guy. Head of, you're you're on, you're above the parking czar. Jim and I work together. <laughs> Someone has to take the heat, so I'll take yeah. it for Jim. Keep him and keep him you yeah, know, away yeah. from the, the firing line. Plus, Jim doesn't wear a bulletproof vest and he doesn't have a gun. It's so it's right, probably better right. that people get mad at me than him. It, and people get mad about parking. <laughs> no, as we found do. out, that is uh, clearly one of the things. Uh, I noticed today there's a big uh, video screen uh, going up in the, the Main Street parking ramp. It's kind of like the uh, the new ramp has got these uh, big video displays. That's going to be for all parking ramps, then. Electronic messaging boards. Uh, that was talked about a long, long, long yeah, time ago yep. at Parking Utility. Just never came to fruition. You know, uh, with the work that, that Jim has been doing in the police department, we were able to uh, test ones in the Pine Street ramp. Mm-hmm. Um they're very nice, get clear, concise messaging out there, can, can go through a lot of different messaging fairly quickly. Um, so we moved ahead. We had the funding left over from last year, uh, carried that over, and we're installing those in all the ramps. So it's consistent, so we have the same messages. The nice thing about those is sometimes the, the parking public was confused, like, okay, do I pay now or do I or, or is it a free time? These yeah. boards will electronically change with the time. So oh. at whatever time the the parking zone becomes free it'll just say free parking until this a.m you know 6 a.m on the weekends it'll say free weekend parking so as the the person is pulling into the ramp they'll instantly have feedback as to what the parking status is in that ramp all right so limiting confusion then yes okay well there uh and what and I don't know what the, what the timeline is. When will they all have these park, uh, digital displays? Our hope is this week um, all the ramps will be. Market Square was done today. Mm-hmm. I believe they're moving to Main Street. Pine Street is already done, and, and then La Crosse Center. So hopefully by Friday, probably next Friday for sure, if they run into any hiccups, those electronic messaging boards will be in all the ramps. All right. Well, if you have any questions about that or comments in relation to uh, those issues or any other policing matter, we will take your calls and your comments, and you use the Better Hearing Center talk and text line for that at 608-785-7914-785-7914. Again, we're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, mitch at 1410wyzm.com or to come. Rostock PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. Uh, this hour, once again, brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. 608-785-7914 is the number. That is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Feel free to use that and give us a call at 608-785-7914. Uh, Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham's in the studio. Uh, <laughs> we're uh, Eric from Sparta has a question um, that is... It's, you know, he wants your opinion, I guess, probably. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, Jerome. Yes, I, as I understand it, the La Crosse County, Tara Johnson, and the, and the people up there, uh, they want a advisory referendum on legalizing, uh, as far as I understand it, is uh, recreational marijuana. And if, if it passes the state, 
say it allows it, which I don't think they will. But if it did, being this is a federal law against marijuana, what would your response be to that? Would you just twiddle your thumb and watch these people smoke front pot right in front of you, or would you prosecute these people or what? That's actually, and Eric, look, I really appreciate the call. Actually, it's actually a, a pretty good question because I don't understand the the enforcement discrepancy there, and I think we'd have to have a law passed in the state to actually figure that one out exactly. But I, to your understanding, what what happens there, Rob? How do you how do you? Um, I don't know how that how that works exactly. Do you know? Well, it would have we'd have to look at the law and, okay. and see how that all pans out. Um, you know, we've talked, if, we've you know, if about, there is a law, right, and Eric, I yeah. oh yeah, a few times, and, yep. Um, one thing, you know, we don't actively enforce, quote-unquote, federal laws. Right. When we bring federal charges against someone, it's normally with a federal partner. For example, if we have a felon in possession of a firearm here in La Crosse, and we want that, you know, feel that that person rises to the level of federal prosecution, we have to engage a federal prosecutor, and we have to bring on a federal partner to help us process that case. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of higher standards in federal court to meet Sarsville's burdens. Um, the feds certainly aren't going to take on a case of someone having a quarter ounce of marijuana. You right. know I mean, sometimes it's hard for us to get them to take on a quarter pound of meth. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, to answer his question, I mean, if, if the law passes, and, you know, I've said in the past, I, I just, I see this tide coming from both the East Coast and the West Coast, and now we have Canada to the north of us. Um, and for all practical purposes, marijuana is probably legal in uh, Mexico. So, I mean, we're, we're being surrounded by it. I think a lot of thought has to be given into the legislation, not just from the standpoint of, okay, let's just tax this, and everyone's going to have all kinds of money, which has turned out in Colorado to be a bunch of baloney. The one thing that... Um, I think Canada did right, and that is they really overhauled their driving laws. Um, And they did give law enforcement some teeth when it comes to enforcing that aspect because the technology is fairly new, detecting um, impaired driving with marijuana. But Canada was ahead of the curve when they passed their legislation. They put in there that if, if there's reasonable suspicion, they have to submit to a saliva test. Things that put teeth into the law to help prevent some of the negative consequences that will result as, a, as far as legalizing marijuana. Okay. Now, again, in, in, as uh, Assistant Chief Rob Abraham mentioned, we, we have talked about this in the past a couple of times, as a matter of fact. In fact, last month, uh, this was a topic of conversation um, as the executive committee of La Crosse County Board was uh, voting on this very thing, uh, and the, the full county board uh, votes on whether to have an advisory referendum tomorrow. So it is somewhat timely in that aspect. Uh, and I don't know if it has have have the, has the La Crosse Police Department, to your knowledge, has there been um, insight um, sought from La Crosse Police Department in relation to this in any kind of way? Not to my knowledge. Okay. Um, either officially or unofficially? No, you know, I, I think Wisconsin chiefs and Wisconsin sheriffs, you know, they, they take official positions, sure. um, which, you know, normally reflect the majority of, of law enforcement, not necessarily all law enforcement. Um, but to my knowledge, I don't believe that anyone from La Crosse County Board or any of anyone pushing or talking about the referendum have really engaged the La Crosse Police Department. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see while that, and again, that is... Um, as many of you have probably heard, that uh, the vote from La Crosse County Board on that, whether to have that advisory referendum on the ballot, uh, will is expected to come tomorrow. Uh, whether they decide yay or nay, I, I guess we're, we're. My guess is that it will be on the ballot, but I don't. 
We don't know what this is. I do. I find some of the irony in the fact that La Crosse County Health Department has been very proactive in pushing the negative aspects of marijuana. They've been bringing in presenters, and some of the information that um, those presenters have provided is some of the ammunition that I, I speak to when I when I when I talk about this topic. And you know, it, it isn't all roses uh, and buds in Colorado. It's uh, you know it. There are some issues, and, and yeah. those issues need to be thought out, and there needs to be really good, solid legislation. Don't just get greedy and think about money, and unfortunately, sometimes that's all legislators think about. Uh, I, one of the things that, I, that we have brought up in the past in relation to this and other issues in relation to drugs is uh, the m- mixing a combination of drugs. You've talked about tainted marijuana in the mm-hmm. past, how you can have uh, marijuana tainted with fentanyl mm-hmm. because there's uh, trace amounts of fentanyl on Typically, uh, not surprising, the people that deal in illegal drugs are dealing in more illegal drug than just one. Uh, I, it, and I hadn't caught this, but last week, I guess, Tim Candle, the county medical examiner, had um, I, I talked about the number of overdose deaths that he has seen, most of them involving combinations of drugs. I mean, there's been 14 so far this year in his jurisdiction, overdose deaths. I, I'm, it, it's... And I guess we shouldn't be shocked anymore, but that seems like, for the first half of the year, those seems like seem like alarming numbers when you consider there's so many that are being brought back oh, yeah. from the from yeah. their overdose levels. Yeah. Is it it does it seem from your from the standpoint of police does it seem to be getting worse in that regard? You know, I, yeah, I get the email briefings. Um, all the staff does uh, the administration and. It is alarming when you just, you know, over a weekend, you know, when the shift commander reports out that there's two, three ODs, um, sometimes two or three in a night that they're bringing back. Um, so I don't see any uh, the tide stemming here. Um, there's still a lot of work to be done. Mm-hmm. I shake my head. You know, some of these people this, uh, you bring back to life more than once. It's, it's, it's something that grips these people, and, and they just obviously can't kick it, but... There needs to be a, a lot more work done other than having roundtables from um, legislators and senators and talking about the problem. Some people, someone needs to get some boots on the ground and start doing something serious because it's not stopping. Yeah, I guess, you know, one of the th- questions that we field constantly is what, what do we do to, to stem this? And I think that there's, I don't, we don't seem to get a good comprehensive answer all the time. Do you have anything that you would prescribe for us? Well, it needs to be multifaceted. You know, we can't we can't arrest our way out of this. You know, once once someone's hooked on heroin, it doesn't matter how many times we arrest them. They right. they need treatment. There's big treatment uh, shortfalls. Um, you know, so it, it's a whole combination of things. It's certainly. Law enforcement is one part of that equation. Being tough on drug dealers, um, I think, is a huge part of the equation. Um, obviously, you know, I, I really separate out users, people who, who fall prey to drug dealers and drug dealers. Um, I think that that message needs to be sent as part of the equation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the other thing that we got from Tim Candle was the, uh, again, the La Crosse County Medical Examiner is that 90% of the overdose deaths that he sees involve fentanyl. Yeah, I, you know, fentanyl is is so cheap um, that it's becoming the drug of choice by dealers who are pushing heroin or, or or those types of drugs because the profit margin is so large on that aspect of it, and you know, it gives people a bigger kick <laughs> to the point where they're falling over dead. Sure. So that's one of the things that I'm uh, curious about because it's it is uh, 
fentanyl is not just a, a drug that's dangerous to the ones who ingest it. It's also dangerous to those who, are, who can accidentally be exposed to it. it. It becomes a public health hazard, does it not? It is. Um, I was just reading a story the other day where a, a sheriff's deputy took a flyer off of their squad car. It was laced with fentanyl oh, nice. intentionally, and the deputy went into, you know, basically um, drug overdose. They, they recognized it right away and were able to administer Narcan. But, you know, just touching the substance accidentally um, can kill you. You know, it changed the way that we have really done even our processes within yeah. the Lacrosse Police Department. We don't tr test a lot of drugs anymore. Um, we, you know, base charge based on our training experience, and then we will either send it out to the state crime lab, but we've also invested in full ventilation hoods, you know, very strict policies where you have to have two officers testing any substance, a cover officer, basically one watching, you know, standing there with the Narcan uh, while the other person is, is doing the testing. So it really is, it's just a new world with this, these designer drugs and fentanyl and um, it's pretty scary. Would you, is it, is it possible now or would you like the ability to be able to uh, charge those who, um, who deal with fentanyl to charge them with, you know, reckless endangerment, perhaps, or something along those lines. If you're, I mean, I don't know if there's another charge you can add to that, but clearly if it's, if it's something that can be deadly, that is even to the touch, it's, it seems like that could be something that's like an explosive almost. That's true. Uh, you know, without, without looking through all the elements sure. of that crime and whether or not the prosecutors um, would be willing or, or think that they could prove that case. Um, you know, it, Drug cases are tough enough in lacrosse and, and trying to stretch or okay. push the envelope. I just don't know. I feel uh, like banging your head against the wall. We have to go to news, but before we do that, I want to get for, to number three, who's got a question uh, or a comment, maybe? I'm not entirely sure. Something related to the uh, communication cables, I guess. Uh, number three, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, I was wondering why we never heard anything about some underground electrical cables, communication cables cut off down by uh, the cop shop. Okay, so more top secret stuff, I guess. Yeah. All right, well, let's hear about that. What, what, what uh, and, and does this have something to do with, and I don't know exactly if these are the same cables, but is it, and I appreciate the call. Does this have something to do with the, the phones being down at the streets department and all that kind yep. of stuff, or not? Yep. Does it? Okay. Yep, yep. The, uh, the construction people nicked some wires uh, when they were working, and I guess we normally wouldn't put out a press release every time a line is cut around the city. It's nothing top secret. Uh, put us into a little panic uh, for a little bit, but our IT department, the county IT department, were able to put in a, a temporary uh, virtual private network, got things back up and running. There still are some things down. Uh, crews are out there today uh, splicing those wires and putting them back up. So city's still running. Um, just kind of put us back to about 1990, 91. Okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We'll hear more about how the million-dollar parking lot becomes a $2 million parking lot uh, after the news. 608-785-7914, LaCrosse Talk, PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Bailey finished the project in her basement, and she dis... Crosstalk PM and WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk at text line. We're also on Facebook and Twitter, and you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WIZM.com. On Facebook Live, for those of you who are visually inclined to watch this, uh, you can do so. And noticing that Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham is in the studio in a full uniform, in a full uniform with us this afternoon. Uh, you can give us a call at 608-785-7914, 785-7914. 
there were a couple of contentious moments, uh, but in the at the end of the day, um, uh, there was a uh, there is a new uh, booting and towing ordinance in place in the city of La Crosse, and we will soon begin booting and towing cars. When, when we say soon, do you know, do you know when? In fact, this will you'll be able to, to, to do this uh, with uh, putting boots on, on cars and, and towing cars with unpaid parking tickets? Yes. Um, it's heartwarming that you come in to all the council meetings and, and already know all this stuff. But let me refresh you. <laughs> we prepared a SOP per the council's request. And November what's, it, what's an SOP? Standard operating procedure. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that. Right. No, that's good. And November 15th. Police jargon. November it goes right 15th, over my head. November right. 15th is, yep. is D-Day for the boots. Oh, okay. Or B-Day. Um, that happens to coincide with another popular day in the city of La Crosse, November 15th, alternate site parking. Oh, yeah. All right. Nice. Yep. Good timing. So in the interim, we're working on a plan to to what we're calling an amnesty period. So if you are a habitual parking offender, if you have outstanding tickets that are past due, you can come to the police department. You can work with us to set up a payment plan, or we prefer just pay all your fines. But we are also, as part of this plan approved by the council, going to reduce your fines in half. So we're assuming you've already been out past the 10 days, so you know the fine doubles, and then after 45 days, it doubles again. It'll be brought down to the 10-day period. It wasn't fair to bring them all the way down to the same price that the honest, law-abiding people who get a parking ticket and pay within 10 days pay. Um, so you're still at that 10-day level, but certainly bringing it down. Uh, we're willing to work with you to get get you out of the habitual parking status. Um, and we're hoping um, between now and November 15th, we can clear up the 300 and eh, let's just say 50-ish people who would be eligible for a boot today. Um, there's going to be this great grace period until November 15th before we actually implement uh, boot. I heard from zero people who had anything that um, that that felt that there was there was anything wrong with booting and, and zero. There was no people. In fact, everybody that I heard from was supportive mm -hmm. because the vast majority of people pay their parking tickets. True. And you're talking about I think what was the actual number? The the four years that you looked back, there was I think it was like three three eighty five or something. But it was a, it was a quarter million dollars yeah. that those people owed. And I mean, the vast majority of people are responsible. I just, I think that the frustration would be more along the lines of why can't these people just pay their damn parking tickets? Right. Or come in and just talk with us. Yeah. You know, um, as I you know stated before, we're willing to, you know, get you into a payment plan. We understand that things come up. We understand that you may have forgotten and missed the several repeated notices from the police department in your mailbox. Um, so, you know, we can we can work around those and, and try to get you back on track. The fact of the matter is you're responsible for the parking tickets. Um, so you need to to come in and, and take care of it. I, I think that once we do, I, I'm hoping that this this grace period or this amnesty period, whatever you want to call it, um, through November 15th helps us get a lot of people back on track okay. so we don't have to boot uh, in tow, but we're fully prepared to implement the ordinance as passed. It wasn't really contentious at council. Council just wanted some more. They wanted the process fleshed out a little bit more for them because it was something new. Um, so uh, as 
in addition to the ordinance, they asked us to come up with an operating procedure, how we were going to implement it. They, they kind of wanted, uh, I would say, like a soft approach. Uh, and we're yeah. happy to do that because, you know, I, I, would, I think we're probably the first city in the state of Wisconsin to adopt this law and, mm. and push forward with it. We were trying to engage with Milwaukee. We thought they would be the first ones, but they're, they don't move as fast. So I, I would imagine it would be, it would, it'd be, it'd be better able to move um, quicker forward on this in a smaller city like La Crosse just because of the sheer numbers that we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, you know, when actually it was a, a legislator from the Milwaukee area that really pushed and got this law passed at the state level um, because of the millions and millions of dollars outstanding in Milwaukee. La Crosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds in the studio with La Crosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham. Uh, is there anything new that you have to put in place in order to in order to uh, to begin enforcement of this booting and towing ordinance, is there are there any additional personnel or any equipment besides the boots? Obviously, which you act, I don't you don't actually have yet. But yep. besides the boots, and I don't know, do you throw them in the back of the um, the parking jeeps, or how is how is that going to work? Yeah, we, you know, we're right now we're fleshing out all that. No, we okay. don't have to bring on extra personnel. Um, our parking uh, software has f- uh, the full suite of boot implementation. Wisconsin was one state that really hadn't done that, but we're, we're, we are way behind the curve. So the software that we use that's used throughout the, the country and, and throughout Canada already had that those features. So other than flipping the switch on some of those things, tracking, sending out an additional letter uh, warning that you know, you've now become a habitual offender and you're eligible for toll, Coming up with a few different forms, you know, we'll have all that fleshed out by November 15th. And, and actually, you know, we're more than happy to to do this soft implementation so we get it right. We don't want to tow someone's car or boot someone's car that doesn't, isn't, you know, supposed to have it on there. We, we want to make sure we do it right. I hear when you say soft, I, I hear something derisive there. Are, do, you, do you feel like that's not that's not the approach that should have been taken? No, no. I, Are I, you sure? I was okay. I was part of you know coming up with some of the ideas uh, you know as well as staff. We we don't want to just bite off more than we can chew. We want to make sure we get this right. And right. so perfectly happy giving us some breathing room through November fifteenth to to make sure we got the T's crossed and the I's dotted and and we're gonna we're gonna do it right. All right. Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham, if you'd like to join us here on the air, you can still do that at six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. That's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. I do have some texts that we'll get to. I get to those, and then uh, we'll um, conclude by uh, talking about the new million-dollar parking lot that's uh, that's coming at City Hall. We'll do that uh, coming up right after this. You're listening to the Titan of Talk. Mitch Reynolds and Lacrosse Talk PM continue after this. The Catholic solution to the health care problem is here. Paying too much for your health care costs? Solidarity HealthShare is a health care sharing ministry which provides an ethical way to fund health care costs while protecting and practicing their Catholic beliefs. Best yet, Solidarity Health Share members are exempt from the fines and penalties in the Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. And this hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity supporting us this hour. Uh, you can join us this hour yet on the Better Hearing Center talk and text line at 608-785-7914. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. In the studio with Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham. He joins us once a month. We'll talk about some policing things. We talked about a, a few infrastructure things so far, some law changes in relation to parking. 
Uh, I was stopped at City Hall the other day by somebody who was asking me what was uh, what was going on in terms of construction there, and we've talked about this. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I think it's became relatively widely known, or at least publicly known, although in the planning stages before that. But uh, in January, I think this uh, we we had at least some plans that were sketched out, but this uh, new parking area for, or secure parking area for La Crosse Police um, next to City Hall. What was the idea behind that? And, and again, this, I, I think if I remember correctly, planning for this goes back to last year. Is that right? Yeah, this okay. is, this, this has been in the planning stages for years, actually. Oh, oh, oh has it? Okay. Uh, and, you know, one of the big driving forces was the fact that the building next to the police department, which butted right up against our back lot, mm-hmm. used to be a county building, and then that turned into a, a private building. Um, so that created some logistical complications as far as that. Uh, additionally, City Hall was built in 1972. Obviously, the entire city operations fleet-wise from every department uh, was probably certainly a much smaller in 1972 than it is in 2018. So parking uh, has become an issue, you know, in and around City Hall. Securing, you know, the law enforcement vehicles is is important just because of, you know, the equipment that's in there, things of that nature. Um, It's also, as far as keeping um, the ability to download all the video, that the squad cars collect stuff like that so it was it was a big plan um that had been in the works for a couple of the different capital improvement budget processes um came to fruition i think and got pushed because of the fact of of the the private building going in next door to us so that that has started broke ground um and as i said before broke a little more than just ground (laughs) um but everything's going good there and and, you know being optimistic November, December, maybe, you know, it it looks like a lot of things happening quickly right now, but I I think things are going to slow down as well. It doesn't seem, you know, the sketches that we've seen, it doesn't seem like there's, or the renderings rather, it doesn't seem like there's actually a lot going on that has to be, what, what is it that is so significant about this? I mean, it's it's gated, obviously, Mm -hmm. right? There's some security aspects to it. It's surrounded. It is a, like you said, it's a secure parking area. Is there something substantial that's happening? There I think that, that... some. Of, I think some of the slowdown is going to be. Uh, there's a kind of an overhang being put in place. Okay. So the we call them hot seat squads. The squads that are constantly in and out. Uh, you know, if it's snowing, if it's icy, you know, the squads can pull under there, and the officer gets a call. Doesn't have to run out, scrape his windows off before running to the call. So um, traditionally, things that are in a normal modern police department, like having the ability for your police cars to to not get full of snow and ice and stuff like that, um, which wasn't thought about back in 1972, uh, obviously, you know, is more of a concern today. Uh, I do have this question in relation to that, um, the, the construction uh, uh, listener on the Better Hearing Center talking text line, um, the the cables that were cut, and I, I don't know how this impacted, I, I don't think it impacted dis- dispatch, did it, or, or not, uh, but the, the EDC, did it? Uh, as far as our radio communications, yeah. no. Okay. Um, there's a... We found out that our backup system, you know, immediately kicked in. So, oh, okay. um, you, you have to have redundancy in, you know, your systems. Uh, the city just put in uh, that new radio system for communications for public safety, uh, and that worked pretty flawlessly. All right. So the the question from the listener was, why wasn't the public notified that nine one one was down and some of it still down? But I that is 
That is news to me. Okay. Um, I can do a quick uh, text, but I don't. I do not believe that. I I did not hear that. And I don't think that that's true. Okay. Well, we do tend to get that information, so I, I didn't see anything like that. I know that um, to that point, Monroe County had a problem, I believe, last week, where their uh, I th- if I'm not mistaken, I think that their their 911 had they had the limitations in relation to triangulating uh, cell phone calls, but I don't believe that. I don't think there was any problem here. Yeah, I, so. I, I, I did receive an, an email from the, a dispatch supervisor just advised me that they switched over to the backup okay. uh, microwave for police radio communications, okay. but there we didn't even notice that interruption. They never advised me that there was anything wrong with 911. Hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, it, when... Is, is in this new secure police parking area, is there just is there actually going to be more more room or just more secure room? No, the, definitely a lot more parking okay. spaces. Um, so right now, part of the fleet uh, does not park where it traditionally had been around the, the back of the police department. Yeah. Part of the fleet had to park out on 6th Street, um, which, was, which has been kind of taken over for City Hall parking as well. So this will be able to consolidate the entire fleet into our area, our quote-unquote area, the police department area, behind the security area. Um, so it will free up you know, both public spaces in City Hall lot and also free up spaces for other departments to park. All right, I keep calling this a million-dollar parking lot because I think it was budgeted a million dollars, but is it, is it, does it look like it's going to be a million dollars? Yes. I just, okay, yeah. all right. Uh, is there anything beyond, in terms of security, um, just being covered and gated? Is there anything else that is makes it so uh, lights and camera? I'm assuming, or, or what? well, we already have cameras back sure. there. Okay. You know, you know, some lighting. Uh, you know, it, it's there's no gold plated fountains going up. Um, you know, statues <laughs> of of old wisdom reporters, right, nothing like that. Right. I mean, it's. Uh, you know, right. I, I was surprised at how much it cost. I think some of it has to do with, you know, basically, well, apparently, um, one of the reasons why the price got jumped up is because steel prices, we were told by the contractor, uh, um, companies were only guaranteeing steel prices for like 24 hours when they were bidding it because uh, they were getting so nervous about steel pricing. Um, but, you know, it's it's a pretty substantial overhang. The the, the fencing comes up pretty high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say eight feet. Uh, you know, the, the security gates, all new paving back there. You know, that paving was 1972, you mm-hmm. know, that, all that blacktop. Probably just a little worse than La Crosse Street, uh, just to give you an idea, uh, but not much worse. Um, so that all had to be redone. So, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy how things add up quick quickly and and briefly i want to I, I just want to ask this question i, I it's been this has been I've, in the back of my mind for some time now and i, and I, I think you'll recall the story there was a, 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 a sheriff's deputy that was here from another county who lost his um service weapon i think at a car wash or something mm-hmm. i don't remember exactly where it was but i think it was in a car wash uh and i i somebody asked me what what would happen to a, you know if you if you are an, an officer and you you lose your weapon in your car or leave your weapon in your car. I don't know if that's happened, but is there any guidance or is there any policy about if you lose your weapon or if you leave your weapon in your car and somebody takes the bag that it's in, is there any policy like that that that, there, that involves discipline or anything like that? Well, you know, I mean, the officers secure their weapons. We have security locks on our weapons, mm-hmm. um, just like every police department does. 
one thing with <laughs> it's kind of funny, but you know, like you, you just start talking about, I'm like, oh, where's my gun? <laughs> Does he have my gun back there? <laughs> the gun becomes so part of you yeah. that you don't even know you have it, uh, as weird as it seems. Yeah, like, okay. You know, so. Just like for you having a headphones on, you might not know, oh, I forgot I have my headphones on. For us, when, when you've worn a gun that long, yeah. it's like, oh, do I have my gun with me? You know, okay. I mean, you just, it just becomes so a part of you that, you know, and I have heard, and, you know, and previously in, in previous years, you know, I've heard of officers, you know, when they take their gun belt off to do their business, you know, forget it, hang it. But a lot of times it's always hanging in the police department, you know, in, in the security. And you're like, hey, did you forget something? Not in McDonald's. Uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, that, but. Does that happen? I mean, does it still, does it, do guys like forget their, their belt? Does it ever I, happen? I haven't, heard, you know? I haven't heard that in a long okay. time happening. Um Guy, you know, like I, I can remember a time we, we always have to take your gun out and put it in a locker before you go into the county jail. Sure. You know, I can remember times where I've put my gun in the locker, booked booked a prisoner, got back out, got my car, drive off, and <laughs> you know, I mean, I, it's been to the point where you know I was on a traffic stop, and I was like. Oh no! This is not. <laughs> this is not good. You know? It's like, hey, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a warning. Go ahead. And, you know, <laughs> then go back and run and get your gun yeah. out of the locker at jail. So, like I said, you know, I mean, you know, cops are human, so yeah, we, right. we forget things. Other than that, you know, a lot of police officers do always carry their firearms, so there is a possibility that they're in the cars, and, and you know, we have cars in, around town that get broken into that sure. get firearms yeah. stolen. So there's really. There's no real huge difference between between that. All right. I'm just curious. I wondered what, like, if there was, if you had to discipline somebody or what the discipline would be if you had to. It would be very embarrassing, number one. And obviously, it would be, it would be guy just give him a noogie. some sort of significant, uh, you know, I mean, you, you just can't have guns walking off. That's, it's, it's a priority to, to make sure that those are secure. Probably not the best look. Lacrosse Citizen Police Chief Rob Abraham, appreciate you coming in. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right. We'll talk again. And uh, we'll talk uh, for another hour right here on Wisdom. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. More to come. Stick around. Tina, the owner of Java Vino and Absolutely Edible. My experience working with Ultra as opposed to my prior bank is just night and day. Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 923 FM. This hour brought to you by Pro Street Brewery in Lacrosse. Pro Street Brewery, exceptional people making extraordinary beer. If you want to find out what they're up to, and they're up to plenty, just download the free app on your phone. It's Pro Street Brewery in Lacrosse. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410 wizm.com but again the better hearing center talk at text line is 608-785-7914 785-7914 talking with lacrosse assistant police chief rob abraham in the studio just a little while ago about parking and million dollar parking lots and all sorts of stuff uh if you'd like to weigh in on any of that i'd love to hear from you again the number 608-785-7914 it's a curiously spectacular day another one is like two in a row it's crazy two consecutive curiously spectacular days 
uh, great days to play hooky. If you did, congratulations. If you didn't, well, there's always next year because there's bound to be two consecutive spectacular days in a row next year as well. But that's probably about it for the rest of this year, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> it does. I mean, it, just, it, it doesn't mean there will be. It just means it probably will be. Uh, <laughs> one, one never knows. I mean, you may maybe get lucky, but that's, that's basically it. We have a, um, I don't, I'm not sure how this is going to go. The uh, human rights uh, commission in La Crosse meeting uh, today, um, on the heels of the, uh, a city council member getting ousted from that commission by the, by the mayor. It's, this is funny how this has gone. I just, it's, there's so many little parts to this, but I understand that it's, it's, it's such a, in some ways it's such an insignificant little thing, but it, it is a microcosm of some of the drama that can unfold in a mini, in, in a, in a, in a small bureaucracy like La Crosse City Hall. It's just a tiny little thing, but it, it does, it does, uh, it shows you, um, how the, the conflicts can arise among those who are, who are our elected leaders, which is funny because it this is exactly what the point of that uh, that meeting at. As, and we talked to uh, Lee Rosh this morning on Lacrosse Talk. Um, I was sitting in for my case. Talked to Lee Rosh, former president of WTC, holding that community conversation at the main library today in relation to giving having our elected leaders be more ethical. Um, but it, it sort of speaks to that, I think. In, in some indirect way. Anyway. All right, 608 Once again, it is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. If you'd like to call in or text in, either way, get in on the program. Now, it is uh, down to 67 for a low tonight, and then mid-70s for the next couple of days as some rain very likely coming in, and then a pretty decent weekend ahead of us with high around 80 and some sun and maybe a slight chance of thunderstorms as well. It is 82 degrees right now at News Talk 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. More to come, stick around. The Crosstalk PM and WYZM, I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608-785-7914. We had a caller yesterday on this program who... Uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, this uh, day three, no, day two, I guess, after uh, yesterday was a day after Helsinki. So this is day two after Helsinki, the Helsinki hijinks. Uh, we had a caller who said that um, he was uh, pleased that uh, the president only had to change one word uh, to end the, uh, he called it a tizzy, the media tizzy in relation to his comments in Helsinki. Apparently, that is not abated. It, it just it just keeps morphing, it just keeps changing. Fascinating. I'm. It's. I, I don't. You just. It, what's it, what's really entertaining about all of this is that you never know what the next day is going to be. You just don't know what's what's going to happen. You don't know if there's going to be a doubling down or if there's going to be a slightly a, a change in direction or a a clarification of some kind. And or all of that all at once, which is sort of what we're what we're getting now. So I, I'm I'm fascinated watching this. I think it's uh it's interesting. 
to see uh, what's going. I, if you haven't heard, look, uh, the the president uh, Donald Trump now is holding Vladimir Putin responsible for. If I'm if I'm reading this right, if I'm getting this right, he is now. Uh, it says that he um, says he's holding Vladimir Putin now personally responsible for Russia's attempts to interfere in the 2016 U.S. election. I, I this that seems like a that seems like a reversal, doesn't it? I mean, is is that not that's that's not where we were going with this? So I I don't. Mm. I don't really know what we're doing here. But, but he well, again, it just it keeps you guessing. It keeps you guessing because you don't know, you can't predict. And uh, we had, uh, in the conversations over the last couple of days, somebody, I think, pointed out, which I thought was a really good point. In terms of President Trump, you we, we keep having criticisms, keep continue to relate to the thoughts of what the president should do based on what other presidents have done. And clearly that is not the case with this, with this president who is a different kind of different kind of dude, different cat, not doing what other presidents have done. So you, you can't hold them to that, that same measuring stick, I guess is, is what we're seeing because it doesn't, doesn't work that way. So <laughs> just, it is, it's fascinating. It is fascinating to watch. So anyway, I don't know. It, it, I, I'm, I don't know if there was a sense that maybe this was the whole, this was a message all along and his comments in Helsinki were him holding Putin responsible, although it didn't sound like that at the time, or maybe it was just like, let me get some distance and then talk about holding him personally responsible. Not entirely sure. I would imagine, and I'm not, obviously we're not in a position to do this. We're covering parking and, you know, we're trying to stay in our lane as much as possible here. We understand our role. We get what we're doing. This is fun to watch. It's it's interesting. Your commentary has been great. All of you who have called in and messaged and all of that. I, I don't think I can offer anything personally because I don't, you know, again, I'm trying to stay in, as, eh, pretty much in my lane here. I'll let I'll let you have your say. I, I I'm I'm just fascinated watching it, and uh, I'm not really sure what to think, frankly, at this point. But um, it is it's something else. But we uh, again, like I said, we we don't uh, we you know we're we just had conversations about well, about parking and 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 uh, paint on curbs and uh, um, you know fentanyl and drugs and all that kind of stuff. So I would have to. Uh, um, I, I would I would imagine for those White House reporters that they've they've got to be working pretty hard to get to the bottom of everything. I would imagine, but I don't know how good of a job they're doing. But yeah. I would imagine that it's it's a little bit more challenging for them now than it has been in the past. So I, I you know again offering you the opportunity to. Um, I don't think that I'm qualified to offer much analysis in relation to this, but certainly I'm sure all of you are. 608-785-7914. Speaking of which, we'll go to Joe. Joe, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. Yep. How come it seems like every time that we don't, well, well, every time the swamp doesn't like the way Trump does something, 
they threaten to lock the doors on him before he comes home unless he goes back and says what they want him to say. And then when he does, they're like, oh, see, we told you. So my question is, I don't understand why he gives into it. Everyone knows that the Russian fingerprints were planted on whatever hacking ever went on. And besides, there's nothing as a country we're going to do to stop Russia from using the Internet. Now, if they hacked into our voter registration or voter somehow got into the to the voting system and changed votes, that's a different story. But if you're talking about tricking somebody on Facebook, who cares? Do your due diligence, find out the truth for yourself, and vote on it. But it's ridiculous to sit here and be like, now Trump changed this because we forced him to. Now Trump changed what he said here because we threatened to kick him out of the White House. Everyone knows that the gov- our government planted the Russian fingerprints, which they can do to any country. They can put Chinese fingerprints on it, whatever they want to do to push their agenda. Why does he keep falling for it? We voted him in to get those people out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's I, not. He's going back on it now. Well, why, why? It's like because a couple of people that we don't even want in there anyway, which is why we voted you in there, the same people who have been trying to take you down for two years, now you give in to them? We planted those fingerprints. Russia, I'm sure Russia had was meddling in the elections. There's nothing you're going to do about another country using the Internet. They're just going to use the Internet unless you're going to decide what country can use the Internet. Oh, I'd let Trump do his thing. All right. And well, uh, let me ask a question back to you. Why do you, why do you think, if, if he capitulated, if that's in fact what he did, why do you think he did that? Well, he's worth $4 billion, And the people that are up against him, like Bezos, the richest man in modern history, I mean, there's a lot more money pushing against Trump. Okay. So he might be able to survive the tide, but yeah, they might knock him down every once in a while. But we're going to vote again in the midterms. We're going to vote again for Trump. We're going to get these people out of here. It's the same people that we put Trump in in the first place to get rid of these people. All right. It's the same people bellyaching. We took a bunch of money from the rich people in the world to get America out of the way. It's not happening. What's going on? we got to get him out of here. So the backup plan of planting all the fingerprints on all the hack jobs and all that stuff isn't working with us. I wish it wouldn't work on him. All right. Well, I appreciate the call, Joe. Thanks so much. 608-785-7914. And on the heels of that, we'll go to Mary. Mary, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on the Better Hearing Center talking text line. Yeah. Hi, Mitch. I'm calling in about the president and, oh, all the hoopla about, you know, what he said and then not having anybody other than the interpreters in the room. I've given it a lot of thought for the past couple of days, and it's too bad all this confusion had to happen. Um, I'm willing to take the president at his word, would versus would have. I almost feel like he's tried to do, and I support him, but I feel like he's trying to do too much at one time. What did he do, go to three different countries in a couple of different days and change time zones? It has to be tiring. Um, I guess what I'd really like to see is, and I know all about the swamp and people trying to change his words and people trying to go after him, but I really wish he would take some advice and listen to some uh, of what that people are telling him, I wish somebody else would have been in the room. Mm, okay. Like the Secretary of State. I mean, I I really think that's important. 
um, that's, so here we are. Well, why, why, Mary, why do you think that's important to have somebody else in the room uh, in those discussions? To verify that what you're saying happened, happened. And he should know that because what happened with Mr. Comey. Right. Think back. And to me, if nothing else entered his mind, when people were saying that to him, and I know I don't like Mr. Warner himself that was yelling about it, but I thought, you know, actually, he's right. Um, There should be somebody else in the room, like the Secretary of State. Okay. And he was with him anyways. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's I just do. Like, it's I just do. like backup. It's like, why do you think a doctor has the nurse or somebody else in the room with him? Because there have been so many charges against doctors and them doing wrong things in a room that they actually not only have help there, but a witness. Yeah. And it eliminates some of that. Yeah, okay. So I, I got you. Those I, are my thoughts. I understand that. And I, Mary, I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 608 785 7914. Joe, a little irritated, I think, uh, that the president, uh, I, he seems to think, has given in. Uh, Mary, who says in talks, like high-level talks, uh, in places uh, with, like, the, uh, the the president of Russia, there should be some... some uh, those who are over there besides interpreters, um, well, uh, I'm just... Again, it, it is interesting to me how these... Um, this this particular situation has grown and developed and morphed. Uh, responses have changed. The attitude has changed in the last couple of days. So, I does it seem like a capitulation capitulation to you? Does it seem like the, the president has changed his mind, changed his tune? Does he gone in a different direction? Does it change how you view this in any kind of way? Is there anything? As someone mentioned yesterday, who cares? <laughs> it's not. It's not really at the end of the day. Not much really there, and um, it's funny because when you read like John McCain's initial response to all this thing, I mean John McCain lost his damn mind going after Donald Trump on this. He just, I he it, he went on and on and on in, in in a lengthy critical statement about whatever was said in Helsinki. John McCain just unleashed a torrent in only potential way that he could, I guess, while he's trying to deal with, uh, with his cancer in this, in a scorching statement. Um, I, so I don't, does, did that change something? Did, did that have an impact? I don't know. 608-785-7914. If you'd like to join us here on the air, 785 785- Cross Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds, 608 785 7914 Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410WYZM.com. Some very important things coming up here very soon. Uh, just uh, in relation to um, something we've talked about uh, many times here on the air, the uh, the uh, um, Advisory referendum, potential advisory referendum from, from, from La Crosse County for legalization of marijuana. That gets a vote tomorrow by the La Crosse County Board, so we'll know whether that goes on the ballot after tomorrow. Uh, that will be their 
basically our last opportunity to do that, to vote on that. So we'll keep you abreast of that. That again, I don't know exactly what time that, um, I'm not sure exactly when that meeting is. Also tomorrow we're getting a, an evaluation by a couple of different boards in the city of La Crosse in relation to that canopy over the bandstand in Riverside Park and how that's going to go. So we'll try to keep you updated on that as well. And again, a couple of different boards uh, looking in on that. that that's actually, that's all, there's a lot of different moving parts to that one. Um, if you would, there's a two, couple of different, um, again, there's a, there's a park board meeting. There's a Heritage Preservation Commission meeting tomorrow night in uh, in city hall um to evaluate to evaluate some of that stuff so anyway just to keep you updated on that oh and by the way while we've been talking about the the whatever uh comments uh, happened in, in helsinki and and the uh, um, how that impacts or does not impact the future of of, of u.s and russian relations and um who is held responsible for what and what did who did what to what elections and all that? We're we're our Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin is tackling some very serious things, much more serious than that. Making sure that everybody in Wisconsin, no matter where you live, can watch the Packers on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and and thank goodness, thank goodness, she has uh, uh, her uh, introduced the my uh, her uh, I'm sorry, their Go Pack Go Act. Yeah, this is real, believe it or not. The Go Pack Go Act, because there are 13 counties in Wisconsin that have a out-of-state local TV market, so they can't, through their local TV provider, watch the Packers on a Sunday. I know, that seems weird too, doesn't it? But legislation, legislation that she has introduced, the Go Pack Go Act, would require cable, satellite, and other video providers to provide Wisconsin subscribers with access to programming from the broadcast television stations in a Wisconsin media market. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, 608 785 7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air. I mean, you got to you got to hit the real, you got to hit the big stuff, which is what Tammy Baldwin is clearly doing or it potentially is pandering for votes. What's one of them? It's one of them. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Let's see. Uh, let's go to Dan, who's on. Dan, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch. Hey. Uh, Scott Robert Shaw's little opinion thing had me worked up, but then I heard the clip on Tammy Baldwin, and and you're you're absolutely right. I mean, I hope she's got her resume updated because if that's the best she can do, <laughs> that's that's mind boggling. But I mean, let, let's look at this now. Wasn't wasn't she on one on the bandwagon calling uh, Scott Walker a fool for giving uh, hundred bucks back for students and saying that was pandering for votes? Exactly. She should maybe should take a look in the mirror. Really. And, <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> I, I, it's just, and these are these these people are full time politicians. Oh yeah. Can we do something? I mean, last week it's Ill- illegal immigrants. This week it's Russian hackers. I, I got a question. Did did somehow did did the Russians somehow? I'm assuming you voted. Did somehow they influence your vote? I don't know. I, I, I honestly, the one person that's come up to me and said, "Man, that Russian, that Russian." Hacking and emailing that that just influenced me totally to vote one way or the other. Do you think they've I've noticed? I've not heard that. Would would do you think people would notice that? 
No. no. And, and, and not, I guess if, if we got to get television stations across the state of Wisconsin to carry the Packers, every one of them, then what we really need to consider, so this is maybe something Tammy can work on, mm-hmm. is maybe get, we, we need a couple of different levels of voting public. You've got your, your regular voter who mm-hmm. can make up his own mind, yep. but then that voter that's influenced by the Russians, maybe we have to have, you know, just a two-day mini-course on evaluating who and what you're voting for, <laughs> put on, you know, by the local technical school or something, <laughs> so we can eliminate these problems. Okay. I mean, are you kidding? And and then we got Scott Robert Shaw saying we got to watch the integrity of of the of the administration when the president is supposed to rely on all these intelligence agencies. And, and who was in charge in 2016? I think it was Comey, and uh, who's the who's the other clown uh, that that's uh, speaking up now and saying that Trump's a fool and this and that? One of the other head of CIA, what Brent Brennan, that dude. I mean, what, where does it end? I mean, you you got half you got upper echelon people investigating the president, writing emails back and forth, saying how much they hate the guy. And they say they're not biased. I mean, seriously, what is it coming to? All right. I, and I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. And I, uh, clearly some frustration uh, from Dan there on this, on all of it. But uh, changing gears a little bit, I think. We'll go to Mike next. Mike, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Hey, Mitch, I, you know, I think Tammy Baldwin is um, taking a play, uh, little play out of the uh, Republican playbook. I mean, people say that Scott Walker at this school rebates, pandering to voters. I think the great, it's a great idea. I grew up in Northern County okay. and had to watch some Vikings games. Did you? So it was kind of brutal, but <laughs> but let me tell you this. These are all, not all, but a lot of Trump voters up there is why Wisconsin went for Trump. They're smarter than that. They'll be like, yeah, go ahead. We'd love to watch a Packer game, but we're not going to vote for you. Mm-hmm. So that's my prediction as to what will happen. We'll see. You don't think you don't think this is effective in any kind of? I mean, this is pretty transparent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very transparent. <laughs> okay. But just making sure. But I, at the same time, I don't. I don't think a lot of those people are going to be like, "No, great idea, do that." But um, you're not going to get my vote no. based on that. That's just my two cents. Yeah, I, I, I would. I would tend to agree with you. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I think most people can, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe people, you know, maybe the Packers mean uh, so much to folks that. Uh, maybe that they would uh, change uh, change their vote or be influenced in some kind of way. But uh, pretty good stuff. The Go Pack Go Act. <laughs> Just, it's important, man. Some things are important. Yes, Rick. All right. So before, who was it? Mike? No, it wasn't. That was Mike. Um, Dan was saying, how are, are we? Are voters being influenced by what they see on the internet or whatnot? Well, isn't. Tammy Baldwin, go back, go back. Like, are we not influencing voters just simply by doing that? Like, you're going to read that and go, oh, yeah, cool. That, uh, you're being influenced, right? I mean, that's all. That's yeah, how it happens. I, I, it is. I mean, it's, and it can happen in, in ways that we don't even really know. And then but, he, yeah. he seemed to have some, some theories out there that I haven't heard before. So obviously, he's listening or reading stuff. That's influencing. Wait, are you him. are you trying to make a point right here? Is this what you're like? Damn it, I'm going to make a point. Is that what we're doing? Well, it's just right. while you brought it. I mean, if we're going to if we're going to merge Russia and Go Pack Go, 
I mean, if we're going to Rogers and Russia. We got to merge these. So okay. that's how that's, right. that's the All correlation right. there. So. <laughs> I mean, he was spouting off. Oh, look, he's go. got this conspiracy theory and that Rick's conspiracy making theory. A point here. And okay. I've got my own. So, man, you just killed it. We're, nice we're job. We're reading each thing. <laughs> Six or not. 608-785-7914. Re- <laughs> 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 uh, that's good. He's good. All right, let's go to Eric. Eric and Sparta. Eric, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Go, Pat, go. Okay. Tammy Baldwin is desperate because she knows she can she can read the tea leaves. She's done. Thank you. I don't think it's that easy. I really don't. I think that this is a tighter... I, I think that this is going to be tighter than the governor's race. The governor's race. Scott Walker is going to... We we got a new poll out today. Uh, am I am I did I see this correctly? I don't know. Did you see this already? See All right. So what? I didn't see the poll, but like there's a new Marquette poll. Out today. Okay, there's a new Marquette poll. Leah Vukmir is going to run away with the, with the nomination. Kevin Nixon doesn't have a prayer. Um, and uh, Tony Evers is, you know, he's well he's going to be he's well funded. He's going to be even more well funded, but he is just going to be destroyed by Scott Walker. There's I just it's not even it's not even going to be close. Not even it's not a race. The only possible the only chance. I think the Democratic Party had, and you know, again, anything can happen. I could be dead wrong on this, uh, but you, you can't throw throw up a, 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 a re- the swamp, a rewashed version of Tom Barrett, and expect him to win. I mean, it's just not going to work. You know, it's it's not. Democrats aren't going to win with Tony Evers, honestly. And, and I know this is, you know, I don't know who they could possibly win with, but it had to be in a completely different direction. You would have to go. You'd have to do something crazy like Mike McCabe who is kooky, but interesting, and ex- it goes goes super left um, just to generate some enthusiasm among the base. Malam Mitchell, who has a significant backing by unions and, um, and has just, and can collect votes in key areas of the state. Um, you know, Kelda Roy is actually a strong candidate, believe it or not, and, and talks a good talk. I just you got to go in a completely different direction. Putting up a a, a rehab re repackaged version of Tom Baird is just not going to work. So anyway, um, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, so I, I don't. But despite that, I don't. The Leah Vukmir Tammy Baldwin thing is going to probably going to be a lot closer than than the Scott Walker, uh, you know, walking away with his third term for governor. It just it's. The, the state goes on weird swings like this. And I just, you know, she's getting, she's getting pretty solidly hammered by the, the VA controversy. Uh, they're hitting that hard. And it's, that would, that's a really, it's, she's vulnerable there. No question. Uh, and Leah Vukmir is, is a much better candidate to take her on than Kevin Nicholson. Um, but I, I don't, I don't think it's going to be, I don't, she's not, I would say that reading the tea leaves is probably not something that anybody should be doing in that race at this point, but I think it's going to be a little bit closer than uh, what most people are thinking. Uh, although I don't know that go pack go act that, uh, you know, that really could send uh, Tammy Baldwin steaming past Leah Vukmir. Is that Eric said because of the go pack go act, she's done or, or no, just despite in that, despite oh, okay. that. Yeah. It's, it's, she's just done in general. She's, he said he's dead. She's desperate. And, and so, um, the go pack go act is an act of desperation. I mean, it's vote pandering. There's no question about it. 
but it's, I don't know. I, I mean, somebody sure. called and said they had to watch Vikings games, yeah. but he didn't say when. So maybe this is a recent phenomenon. Like if it was the, like the last year or so, like before that, maybe it was different, but I doubt it. Yeah. I, I mean, right now from, from, you know, she claims it's 13 counties and like 400,000 people. So those places like you're talking about in uh, next to the Michigan border and next to and uh, up, up North, Northwestern Wisconsin, um, that's where you're likely to have those, those problems. And it, it is a problem for a lot of people <laughs> in Wisconsin. There's no question about it. I, you know, it's funny. But, you know, seeing my sister was great uh, last week when we were on vacation. She lives in Virginia, and there's not, just not, you know, it, it, professional football isn't l- there. It isn't the same as it is here. It's, it's not. It's not even close. You know, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's, we are culturally much more inclined to be uh, rabid football fans than, uh, I mean, they're into like lacrosse and sailing out there. They're like, well, they don't have a team either. I mean, yeah, who's, well, who's their team? Who's their team? They don't have a team. They don't like the Panthers? They're like, yeah, no, they're, but they're too fancy for football. Oh. Yeah, they're too highfalutin. Out there out in Virginia, they're too highfalutin for football. They're not, they're just not, it's not a football state. They're like, they play lacrosse and go sailing and play some tennis. That's about it. Not a football thing. But in here, and she recognizes it, that it's like we're enculturated to. There's more more to do in Virginia, man. <laughs> There's more Isn't to do. Isn't it warmer out longer? <laughs> it is. It doesn't even really get, you know, stupid cold in the wintertime, which is strange. Who can live like that? This is wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. If you're someone who deals with aches and pains, the annoyance of soreness that you don't think is ever going to go away because you're getting a little older, you're not in as good a shape as you'd like to be, and you're just going to deal with this, I got to tell you, go meet... I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM and WISDM this hour, brought to you by Pearl Street Brewery and Lacrosse. Thanks to them for supporting us this hour. Thanks to all of you for weighing in. Special thanks to Lacrosse Assistant Police Chief Rob Abraham for stopping in the studio to answer our questions about this eh, stuff. Oh, and especially so, thanks to my love to Anna. And we'll talk tomorrow, right here in Wisdom.